You are listening to the Young Culture Podcast, where young adults from all backgrounds and experiences share their ideas and opinions. Hello, Young Culture. Thank you for listening in. It's Vanita here, and I have Harvinder with me, if you want to say hey. Hey, guys. <laughs> so, Harvinder, one thing I really appreciated about you is how you reached out to me. Um, I, I think about the email all the time, because it was the first... It was the first one that was framed that way, and you you basically said you've gone through a lot of crap in your life, yeah. and you've really worked through it, and you're in a in a space right now where you want to share it with others and help other people. Exactly, and you know, just it being about the youth, and I feel like I'm 24 now, and I feel like you know, there's a lot that I can give back um, to the younger people or somebody that hasn't dealt with their issues, maybe get them on the right track, and then have them deal with their problems right now before it gets too late right i i love that so much like what a what a great space to be in when you can be on the other side of your trauma and help other people exactly. it turns into a healing process as opposed to egging yeah. yourself on yeah i feel like that's it's very very important it doesn't matter what age you are at um just dealing with it is very important because it's just it just keeps piling on mm-hmm. and it never really leaves right it so just takes that first step right and then it gets gets exactly. better from there yeah totally so what was your childhood like well um when i was a month and like 15 days old my father committed suicide and um just that alone like i wasn't obviously didn't know the guy nothing like that and it was so, uh, it was hidden from me for a really, really long time so that stuck with me for in, in my head, mentally, just trying to figure out what kind of person he was, what was he like, what happened, this and that. So, and sorry, did anyone ever tell you any stories about him growing up, like when you would ask? or? Um, so it was more so my relatives kind of, you know, kind of like brainwashed me, oh yeah, your mom did this, and you know, she didn't tell you, trying to like put it in a bad way, but she just mm-hmm. did it to kind of protect me and make me feel like, oh, you know, I, I have a dad now, and then, you know, just to make me feel like, oh, you know, there's nothing missing there, right? Right. And there's still somebody out there looking for me. So, So yeah, so you were still wondering. Yes, exactly. I wondered for a really, really long time. Um, even till now, I went back to India, like, last year, and then I, I, I came to peace with it. I right. figured out more, and then I came to peace with it. So, growing up... And not having um, one of your biological parents in your life and also not knowing who they are really having closure in that sense. How did that affect your day-to-day and how you were as a kid? Well, it bothered me a lot. I isolated myself a lot. Mm-hmm. So didn't trust anybody, wasn't around a lot of people. But one of the greatest things that ever happened was I would always surround myself with older people. Right. So, um, you know, I kind of looked at, at them as my mentors, so my cousins, whoever, like the elders in the village and stuff like that. I'm actually not from here. I came here in 2006. Oh, okay. So, was this in India? Yeah, this was So, in you grew India. up in India? I grew up in oh, India. Oh, okay. And in when did you move here again? Uh, when I was like 10 or 11. Oh, okay, okay. So, I, I looked up to them and then I, I, I got a lot of wisdom from them. So, that helped me kind of cope with it. Right. I kind of looked at them as a father figure because... Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay, so if, sorry, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> okay. um, uh, when you're in India and uh, the concept of living in a village, 
um, so I, I'm from Fiji, and I always joke, like, you have your family and your village family. Yes. So it, do you want to explain what it's like uh, living in a village and the relationships and stuff like that? Um, well, for most part, it was just me and my mom. Yeah. And, you know, I would just, I was, I was a l- as a little kid, I was, a, uh, I was very rebellious. And, you know, I would just always be around mm-hmm. doing stupid stuff. And then, you know, but m- for most part, it was just me and her, and I would try to, get involved with the older crowd so i had a lot of people around me but then again it was just just the fact that this happened and then everybody kind of like looked at it as a bad thing so there was a lot of like not a lot of people liked my mom and then just us as a family because we were still staying at the same village where he was so on his side right and then um oh so your mom was still staying with the her in-laws you guys are still with your in-laws oh okay, okay so we were still there and then yeah it was pretty basic i guess <laughs> yeah. yeah so d- uh, in village everyone kind of treat each other like family or it was different for us actually. right because yeah. yeah um but even now you see it in our culture a lot of like even brothers don't even like each other mm-hmm. and stuff like that totally. right um but my my mom's side which is amazing because my mom has five sisters and mm-hmm. only one of their husbands alive oh so wow. around the same age um older sister similar story with her her husband as well so we were all growing up together at my mom's side right and you know i looked up to them seeing how got to learn from them how they dealt with it right so there was uh some relatability bonding exactly in that sense So a lot of that happened and then i feel like just even up until now i always end up in the right place at the right time with the right people Mm -hmm because I believe in energy and putting stuff out there. And then, you know, when I need help, I'll I'll, I'll reach out. And then when other people need help, I kind of do the same thing for them. Like I will reach out and then I will try to help them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So how did, so you were saying earlier that you were very isolated and withdrawn. How did that affect your schooling and um, having friends and stuff like that? Um, It was difficult in the beginning when I came first came here I was in elementary school you know a lot of the bullying and stuff like that happened of course with right. the language barrier but um, I'm, I'm the type of person when I put my mind to something I go do it so I learned English within a month nice good for you speaking it fluently and uh, so I surrounded myself just to kind of fit in and uh, which a lot of kids do nowadays as well and I just kind of avoided everything right so it wasn't as like I didn't isolate myself too much, mm-hmm. but then I forgot how important that was for me. Right. Just isolation in, in a, as a good thing, right? Because mm-hmm. that's also mm-hmm. needed as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but it was um, more so after high school. That's when I started realizing a lot of the stuff that I was just pushing down. Right. Rather than dealing with it, right? So, when did you come to find out about your dad and... Well, I I was kind of aware of it when I was like six, seven, but then just coming to the f- full realization was like in high school. I was very, very depressed at the fact that I didn't know anything about it, and just I didn't even know until just recently that he committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just around high school time. That's when I got into it. And it, it's funny how you say that when you were six or seven years old, you had a feeling. I there were things in my family too when I was younger, mm-hmm. and I I just had a feeling. 
just yes. but it, it's so crazy like as a kid you're expected to not know about the adult things or the the things about the family that um that kids shouldn't be bothered about but exactly. as y- you are so intuitive as a kid yes and you realize these things and then yeah i'm sure when you um were older and you found out you probably thought about it when you were younger too like wow like i knew it yeah it, oh, it, of course such yes. a weird feeling yeah, right it is and with that uh, um it's kind of like a generational trauma that got carried down yes. i guess i guess that's what to call it right yeah um so like around high school i became very suicidal as well mm-hmm. so then i started looking at the patterns of like at what age what was going on in their life and right. what was happening and then you know at that time there was a lot of stuff happening just in the moment around like 15 16 and i was like okay this is weird and then right when i graduated high school i i got into you know like a little bit more of like psychology how people work and stuff because Mm i i was like like around six seven that's when i realized hey like i want to help people yeah so i i'm like to be able to do that i have to deal with my own stuff first oh my gosh (laughs) i love that i love the self-awareness that's really big yes so um just like after that, I I dug a little bit deeper. I started journaling, started meditating, and then uh, isn't journaling so helpful? It <laughs> I recommend it to everybody, but even like the most like toughest people, I have them journaling right now as well. Like right. I'm like, oh, you don't want to? I don't want to do that, bro. Um, but it's it, it's definitely harder. Or you have this weird conception from the outside looking into it and then once you're actually in it you're like oh okay yeah, exactly, <laughs> I <did this>. yes. <laughs> yeah. and plus it's like so difficult because our brain just it doesn't like change mm-hmm. so it, like it keeps you away from the pain right mm-hmm. so whatever whenever you're doing something and then there's two sides here there's like that pain period there and then there's something that you can just isolate it with like you know going out having fun drinking this and that right this when you go out and you drink and stuff like that you kind of suppress it yes 100 so over that i would choose going towards the pain route because it's gonna hurt it's very difficult Mm -hmm. for for a year it was very very hard for me as well but honestly like you know when people say oh go be yourself (laughs) right what a loaded just be yourself (laughs) but i had countless amount of people i talked to they don't even know who they are yeah Totally. Because of this stuff. Yeah. Right? Because of stuff like that. Because your insecurities, um, yes. your dysfunctions, <coughs> your self-sabotage, that yes. is how you define yourself. Exactly. And when you remove all those things, who are you? A lot of people can't get to that point. They can't. Because, like I said, the earlier the better that you get into this kind of stuff. Because, let's say a person going in, going into therapy or going into counseling when they're 40, they're going to have a lot more to deal with mm-hmm. than a person when they're 15, 16, you know, it's just a little bit more easier. There's a lot more layers to peel off exactly. as time goes on. So, yeah, if you're starting at a younger age, then it's less to peel. And I'm curious, was there a specific event where you were just like, holy crap, like I need to get it together or else this is just not going to work? Uh, um, yeah, so just being isolated all the time, I didn't trust, I didn't want to be around too many people. So it kind of affected my relationships mm-hmm. with with girls of course right and then it was uh this one time it was just so bad and then it was uh, totally like on me right because i never dealt with my problems and just those issues started to play a big role mm-hmm. so as soon as that ended i 
like after two. the sulking and then you get reflected. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I need to, I need to get it together because yeah. I, I analyze everything very, very deeply. Like even if I'm walking around or I'm working, doing whatever, uh, my brain's always. Yeah. Well, I had this conversation with this person. What kind of person are they? This and that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, for two weeks, it was like okay, whatever. I kind of avoided it. Again, the brain doesn't want to go into the pain, right? It just blocks, right? It blocks. It, just it. <laughs> it, it will give you everything that you can do, other than just <laughs> fix it, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, after that two weeks, I I texted all my friends. I'm like, you know what? I need about a year just to myself so I completely mm-hmm. isolated myself um, is this when you went back to India or in no this no. was uh, like around I believe 2014 15 okay. around there mm-hmm. um, after the after the relationship ended right and then um, so I, d- I dove into it really really hard and then I started finding out like all the patterns I had there, there's a lot of stuff but you know there's a lot of stuff that played into it as well which we'll obviously talk about later or if somebody comes up to me, then I'll I'll, I'll talk about it. Yeah, them, for sure. Right? Yeah. Um, but uh, so I learned about all the patterns. Uh, like yeah, I was seeing a counselor as well, and <laughs> this was so funny. My counselor said to me after the second session, she's like, "Why are you here?" I'm like, "I just want to deal with this stuff." She's like, "You're already doing so well on your own." She's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> "You know," she's like, "You're you're good at this stuff, right?" And then that's when she you know told me that you have a, a kind of a gift, right? Yeah. So I I saw I was seeing her as well, just kind of picking her brain how they'd kind of work as well, but I was you know doing all the work that I needed to do on my own. So there was a lot of uh, journaling. Were you reluctant to go to counseling, or was it really easy for you to be like, okay, this is what I need? It was hard, um, because of the whole notion of it, mm-hmm. like especially for a guy as well, like. Oh, you're supposed to be a man. Okay, so. I want to... Okay, now that we're on this, I really wanted to ask you, because you got to a point of self-awareness at a really young age. Yeah. What is your view on young men and being self-aware? Like, I think it's being looked over. Yeah. Like, a lot, but it's very, very important. Like, I cannot emphasize how important it is totally. especially nowadays that we have the resources mm-hmm. like if you work at a place i'm like 100 percent sure they will provide some sort of services like yeah that. they do have like uh, most big organizations have the resources for exactly. it exactly so i mean you know i almost everybody told me like oh why are you going to counseling this and that right so i sat back and i thought about it i'm like here i really want to do this right and that's when I kind of, you know, you have to cut out the negativity, mm-hmm. like, in your life. That and especially, I would imagine, at a very young age, and you're, I, I can see you being, like, a young boy, and you're telling your, maybe your guy friends, like, yeah, I'm going to go to counseling, and then mm-hmm. the, they're just yeah. going to be like, why, what, you don't need that. Yeah, exactly. Just come hang out with us, <laughs> yeah. go have fun, whatever, whatever, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, it's, there's so many ways to avoid it, to be honest, but I think it's so important because where I want to go, I needed to deal with all that mm-hmm. stuff in the past, right? And... There was a lot of like, you know, just even in my household with my dad now, um, there was a lot of like drug abuse and stuff like that. And as a kid, like I saw that growing up and so that was another thing that I got added on to it. So I was like, okay, you know what? I do not want to go there, mm-hmm. right? Because I kind of always had like a gut feeling that I want to be like a, like a, you know, businessman. Like I get that, you know, 
So you you had motivation. You saw into the future, and you didn't want to ruin that kind of thing. Exactly. That's so awesome. I love that. That was my motivation. Because sure. it is very likely when you are in that situation and you are a product of that kind of home, it really goes both ways. Either you fall into the same patterns yes. or you say, I don't want this for myself. Exactly. And yeah. very rarely does it happen with the second option. Yeah, exactly. So there's yeah. that one little quote. I think it was... Uh, a guy had two sons, one went into the, you know, he, he didn't do it, and then one went into it. So it's usually when you have two mm-hmm. kids in the household and they see stuff like that, one of them is more likely to go into it. Yes. But with the resources that we have now, and then it's, it's like so you just have to cut out everything, you just block the noise, I would strongly recommend that, you know, people go see a therapist, especially when there's stuff like that happening, mm-hmm. right? And I, I was just saying this recently too, like, at the end of the day, it obviously helps when there are people who are encouraging you and supporting you. But at the end of the day, you have to make these decisions for yourself. Oh, yeah. You have to campaign for yourself because exactly. no one's going to do that for you. Yes. And if you are always going to listen to what other people are saying, especially if it's negative, you're going to be stuck in yeah. the same spot. Exactly. And you can't blame other people yeah. for why you are the way you are. At some point, you have to take responsibility for yourself, right? Exactly. That's another thing a lot of people are lacking nowadays as well, like just not having the proper role models. Yep. Even till this day, like I have friends that are at least a year older than me. Mm-hmm. and Or I have friends that are a little bit younger than me, and then I can kind of help them as well in their in their life right yeah one thing i've even noticed too with the people that i interact with that now when you get that better understanding of the conscious and subconscious yes like consciously everything might seem fine but when you get into that awareness oh yeah <laughs> and you kind of see what's rumbling under the surface you're like oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay i don't know about this yeah, that's that's when it gets scary even yeah. uh, me like i i stopped going to my counselor for like weeks at a time i'm like you know what this is like, I would call her up, like, you know, this is it's getting really difficult for me. She's like, that's totally normal. Take your time. Mm-hmm. But just knowing that it was that bad, yeah, I had to go back. Like yeah. I didn't and I think it's even nice to go to counseling for maintenance, too. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Like, it's a good, yeah. I mean, you can just go vent to someone for exactly. a little bit <laughs> It's of perfect. Time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and also, like, you know, you don't have to have problems to go see somebody like that. It's just to... It's kind of like preventative maintenance as well. Exactly. Like, it makes me really sad when I hear people, if if they have an issue, like, oh, what a great uh, thing to bring up in counseling or try counselor. Oh, I'm not that far bad. I I don't have (laughs) that much problems. Again, (laughs) it's just the the brain at work, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it does everything to kind of avoid that, going back into that. I mean, it's just, it's human nature, Mm -hmm. right? We we didn't want to go into, like, you know, it was more about survival. Yes, yes. Up, even up until our parents, like, you know, they, they didn't have the resources. This, this kind of stuff wasn't there as well. But now we have that, so we can avoid, you know, a lot of bad things that could happen if you don't. You so know. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Let's say you never moved here and yeah. you lived in India your whole life. Yeah. How do you think your journey would have been different? Um, I don't think it would be any different because the fact that I always had the it was just something that I had like that would always kind of gravitate me towards like just helping me figure out what I need to work on right so um I don't think like I don't think it would be that different but just the fact that I'm very open about it now and you know it's just I would somehow find a way to be 
just as open and then I would talk to you mm-hmm. know people around me how they dealt with it and stuff like that right mm-hmm. so um, I know what uh, dealing with mental health is like for the Indian community here yes. what is it like in India is it, is it getting better are there conversations is it still kind of like not important yeah it's not really um, nobody really talks about it there it's all just for them it's more so survival right because the poverty of course right that, that's it's that mental health is like a privilege to worry about right exactly so if you know even if like you're rich and you have money to go deal with these kind of issues you still wouldn't because you're your your father figure right mm-hmm. how how did they deal with it they did it right? yeah they were just told to man up go do what they need to do and then you know come back home right and uh it's 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 not there yet i don't feel like they have the the awareness mm-hmm. part of it there what what are your hopes for the future in terms of mental health um in in india especially they i would i would try to create a you know some sort of a movement there right or just even like you know some people just they're they're just naturally gifted in that sort of sense yeah. and they have that like in them. intuitive exactly mm-hmm. so just you know, there's a lot of kids that grew up without a dad and they g- with their mom all the time, and you know they're raised by a single mother, and you know their intuition is just it's built up more because you know girls is usually very intuitive and yes. stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. just growing up with her, um, just that female energy, right? Energy exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, I feel like just having people like that come together and you know just start a conversation. Totally. Right. And I, I don't feel like you can get the older people in, involved in it, but at least you can help the youth, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the whole, even here, like, you know, drugs and stuff like that, like, it's just it's just a suppression, right? They're suppressing it with things or trying to fit in, um, but nobody really wants to, um, you know, work on it. So ch- Change the narrative and speak up, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's, I mean, it's not, like, it doesn't make you look weak or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be private, nobody has to know about it and stuff like that, but, you know, just um, y- if you don't want to get judged, but, like, you know, even if you do get judged, I think it's something that you're doing for yourself. So, speaking about this, um, you were saying earlier, in India, you the narrative for men was to man up. Yes. So, now, in your journey, knowing what you know, what is your definition of manning up now? Um, taking responsibility for your... Uh, for your issues and for your actions. Yes. So whatever that may be. And I feel like being vulnerable is like one of the key steps now. Even every successful entrepreneur, when they talk about it, they mm-hmm. get so much clout, right? Like, yeah. you know, people want to follow that and stuff like that because they have a, something that they can relate to. Yeah. And, you know, it's just that alone. Like, you don't have to listen to me talk about it, but listen to any, like, entrepreneur or, like, businessman. They had a story. Totally. They just you know you have don't don't say you don't have to listen to me. people should listen to yeah, you, right? Feel good about it. I, yeah. I think you did a great job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I tr- I try. It's just um, just very hard to get through to people because the whole society's norms and stuff like that, right? And totally. It's really um, it's really hard to break out of that when that's all you've been taught or when it's been told to you that 
that is the desirable route, not helping yourself. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, I, mean, I don't know why I'm laughing at this. <laughs> it's so horrible, but it's so true. It's it's true, definitely. I don't know who came up with this. <laughs> find that person. You know? We're literally like, who was that first yeah, person that was breathing that decided, you know what? I'm just not going to deal with this. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to deal with it. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's very, um, yeah, it's difficult. It's difficult, but honestly, like, now, again, with the resources that we have, and a lot of people are coming out with it. I just mm-hmm. wanted to be the guy, you know, you know, just in his 20, uh, he's 24, you know, he's, I have a perfect life, everything's good. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to talk about it. Of like, course. You know, just from social media. Like your sharing your experiences is going to open someone else's eyes, turn on someone else's light bulb. Exactly. And that's how it starts, right? Exactly. And that's why that's why I love doing this podcast because it, it starts a conversation. It's great. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> like the youth, you know, it's yeah. I love that part, right? It's just helping out the younger generation. Like what, what are they going to do? And, right? and speaking of, I know there's going to be a lot of young men listening to this um, that are just self-destructive they don't know what they're doing blah 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 so what kind of advice would you give like what are some good telltale signs to become more self-aware like habits that are going on in your life where you should be like okay i need to recognize this and step up um the first thing is like who are you around like what kind of things are you doing um does it feel right? Right. Like listening to your gut, like, hey, like, I'm out here doing this and that. Does it feel right? Mm-hmm. Right. Because there's a lot of guys that will go home, like, oh, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of regret that comes with it, and um, just, just tapping into your intuition. Yeah. When I, whenever I work with somebody, as you know, just helping them out and uh, dealing with their problems, I tell them, hey, start meditating. Yes. Right. They think I'm telling them to meditate so they can have some peace of mind, but it's actually to dive a little bit more deep into the subconscious mind. Yes. And that's when the un- that's when the un- unlayering happens, right? Mm-hmm. You layer those, you peel those, peel those layers off. Um, just that, and then you know, just role models, of course. Like who who do you look up to? You who's who's around you? Who's influencing you? That's very very important. Yeah, one thing that I've started to realize too, especially this year, we're very intuitive, like just as a human being. Yes. You are born with having a strong intuition, and it's just <laughs> where your like fears and your insecurities and the ego and all exactly. that it really suppresses that. And I always, I I get into my head a lot too, and sometimes yeah. I wonder what if like we got to a place where everyone let that go and everyone really just worked on intuition. Yeah, that's again like if you pay attention to it. Um, I barely ever get into my head and like listen to what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. It's mainly my gut feeling, whether it be about people or things that are happening. Um, I, I feel like if you, I feel like it, it would make a lot of sense for people to just dive into the more of like the intuition part of it. Yes. Because they'll get a lot more from it. Totally. And like, even like me with my life for some situations, um, it doesn't work for everything, but if I have to make a decision, the first thing that pops into my head, I'm like, roll with it. Don't yeah. yes. don't try to think about it and scare yourself out of it. Exactly. Because the, the reason why it popped into your head first for a reason. Yeah. So you gotta just exactly. gotta roll with it. Yeah. So everybody gets those, uh, you know. Um, I just lost my. <laughs> no, <thought>. that's fine. <laughs> uh, they get the, they get those opportunities, right? Yep. It's uh, 
you know it just kind of flows through air and then whoever takes action on it is the person that you know keeps it right i kind of look at it oh, like that oh i love that <laughs> so, <laughs> that's yeah, really good how it rolls right awesome so yeah i i love the insight that you have i um for me i really take interest in males and self-awareness it's just been something that's always been so interesting to me and it's just really cool to observe from the outside perspective and really see how it comes to play so i really can say this confidently good for you for taking on that initiative at a younger age and getting to a place of peace i'm sure doing all that hard work has come back to you 20 times more yes it does and just the feeling of you know, just getting a text from people, hey, like, I don't feel like this anymore. Yeah. I, I feel like myself, right? Oh. And, and, like, I, I love I that. Love you know, that. What a what a wonderful thing to feel. And that's that's where that's where you can you can have all the money you want in the world, but happiness is like how how you feel and how you make other pe- people feel. Right? Mm-hmm. And like you said in the email, you've gone to a place of clarity, and you can help. You're in a space now where you can help other people get exactly. into a space of clarity. Exactly. And that's a beautiful thing to me, sharing your gift yeah. and helping other people. It, it doesn't get better than that. I don't no. think it's... <laughs> exactly. But then again, right? It's just uh, everybody can help each other as long as they're helping themselves, right? Yes. So that's a, I, I was actually talking about this on an um, earlier podcast this week. If you can't uh, stand up for yourself and what you believe in, it's not going to work for anyone else. It won't. Definitely you not. can't do it. They can just sense that you're lacking confidence in that field, right? A hundred percent. Especially, yeah, I notice that with kids too. Like working with kids, yeah, they have like a no BS meter. If they, if yeah. you're not if you're not genuine, they can smell it. They can smell it for <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, they they definitely know. Then they turn into monsters. But question that I love to ask all my guests: Who or what inspires you to continue doing what you're doing? Um, for me, I would say, well, there's a lot of people actually, but my main, my main person that I look up to for inspiration and motivation to keep going is my mother. Yes. That's just the amount of stuff that she did for me, just all the suffering that she went through, Mm -hmm. you know, just whatever. Right. And, you know, just sometimes we don't appreciate our mothers (laughs) enough. Right. I feel like that's goes without saying that we need to do that more and that's my ins- inspiration. Oh, I love it. And I know I definitely know that the bond a child has especially when they were raised by a single mom, of course, very yeah. special and yes. very different relationship, it right? Is. Yeah, for sure. And so everything I do is for her and then, you know, just I want to see her happy. Oh. oh. <laughs> so, yeah. You are such a sweet son. I love it. And is there anything you want to share? Any social media, any projects, any events? Um I am currently working with like uh, this no- uh, nonprofit organization. They do uh, w- this kind of uh, work, like coaching, and they have uh, therapists and stuff. Uh, it's called Life App, and uh, they have an event coming up. I don't remember the date exactly, but I will post it on my Instagram. You can follow me on uh, Instagram. It's Harvinder Nature, and uh, if you wanted to, you know, participate and stuff, you can also reach out to me, and then I can get you all the details. And yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Oh my gosh, yes. No, I love having you on here. I love having positive figures come on because it's people like you that can show other people that it's possible. You can do it. It just, as long as you make the choice, people like you are living proof that it's all good. For sure. Exactly. And I feel like 
you know, whatever you want to achieve in life, uh, you do have to deal with these kind of issues. Um, and the earlier you do it, the better because you have more clarity. And uh, yeah, just I feel like ever since I've been more vulnerable, I've I've met some amazing, amazing people, mm-hmm. and I became so close to them. And you know, this just it's something that's considered bad, but I would not re- like you know, there's there's nothing bad about it. Yep. It's totally fine. Only g- I'm sure only good things have happened since, right? Of course. Oh, <laughs> my relationships are better. You know, everything is good. So. I would definitely recommend being more vulnerable. <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you for coming. And thank you to everyone who's listening. If you get a chance, please check out my Instagram at Young Culture Podcast. And we will talk to you soon.